Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage, not Sports Love, baby. Sports Rage, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. All right, we're in the level three here. Rob Vino will join us for Philadelphia in a couple of moments. Uh, we were just talking about, like, the, so seriously, I don't want to you know, get hung up on this first game, but it's the first game up, and we're going to be on, don't forget, we're going to be on live with Scotty Farrell. At uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday Eastern during the Buffalo Bill game. It's pretty cool because I'm a Bills fan. I usually am on live during all these. I usually am on during the Bill and the Michigan games, the big games. Um, but just happened to work out this way this week, right? I don't know. Will we go to Atlanta uh, for the for the championship game? We'll see. They're not there yet. It's one of those deals. I told you guys, I already bought a ticket for the AFC Conference Championship game in Buffalo. The only way it's it's going to be in Buffalo is if Kansas City loses before then. I don't They're not going to. They're not going to. There's some cool props out there. Um, listen, NFL.com has that uh, the playoff challenge. I used to like run a few fantasy leagues with that. I don't have the time, and it crept up on us and stuff. But So basically... It's like you have to pick, you get to pick a quarterback, two running backs, wide receivers. You pick a fantasy football team for the playoffs. And in other words, so it's it's cool because it's part fantasy sort of, but you've got to also get the, get the players right. They have to make it to the Super Bowl essentially to win, right? You know what I mean? And you can basically bet like these same type of options. And they have, you know, like so basically – Who's going to have the most playoff passing yards? Josh Allen is plus 225. Patrick Mahomes is plus 300. Joe Burrow is 5-1. to one. Right? There's some intriguing looks here. You notice Brock Purdy is 9-1. to one. So you have to think, so for a prop like this, okay. So for the Buffalo, you know what I mean? They have a head start on the teams with the bye. Like Jalen Hurts is six to one. Jalen Hurts is playing one less game. Patrick Mahomes is three to one. He's playing one less game. Right? Like Josh Allen would need to play four games in the Super Bowl. Like if they get to the Super Bowl, that's their fourth game. They need to play three playoff games in the Super Bowl. That's four games of Josh Allen throwing for yards. Mahomes, Mahomes would play in three games, right? Because they have the bye. Joe Burrow would play in all four games as well. Jalen Hurts would play in uh, in only three. Brock Purdy would play in four. But even though Brock Purdy's been good, you know they're going to run the ball a lot in the playoffs. Justin Herbert's ten to one, and you know Herbert is not going to happen because they're not they're only going to play a game or two max. So 
really this bet to me comes down to Josh Allen plus 225, Mahomes plus 300, Burrow 5 to 1. Are we going to kick this thing off or what? The late night anger management class, this is Portridge. I am Gabriel Moranzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustler, but everybody else in between. Countdown to kickoff continues. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, everybody listening in Southern California, San Diego, repping in the house. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio to 50,000 watt juggernaut, 97.1 The Freak, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth kicking it. Uh, we're going to be all over the Cowboy and the Buccaneer game on Monday, Game Time Decisions. Uh, don't forget, we don't just do this show, but we also do Game Time Decisions. That's at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific Daily, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. And if you want to throw it down during the games this weekend, Sports Grid's got live in-game coverage. I will be on live during the Buffalo Bill game with the legend, the man, Scotty Farrell. How can I be the man when you're the man? I'll be on with Farrell. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern during the Buffalo Bill and the Miami Dolphin football game. All right, uh, Rob Vino's going to join us. Rob's a sharp guy. He's going to step up at him for Philadelphia. We'll get his thoughts on these football games. San Francisco are laying 9.5 in this game. Teaser is a dirty word to a lot of people. There's a difference, though. This is the playoffs. There's not that many games left. We've got six games this weekend. Do you really want to just, like, put all, you know what I mean? You want your whole portfolio to just be... The San Francisco 49ers minus the points. No, I think teasers are in order here, right? They're nine and a half. You take a seven-point teaser, you get a San Francisco 49ers down to two and a half. You take the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are plus two and a half, and you tease them up to nine and a half. I think the Niners are going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think, but I think they're going to win. I think San Francisco probably do cover. They'll win by like 10, 13 type thing. Uh, but the Chargers and the Jags game is going to be a close game. This game, to me, has like 24-21 written all over it. Everybody that we talk to likes the over of the Chargers and the Jags, and I sort of get it that the Jags, you can throw on the Jags. The one weakness the Jags defense has is the secondary. You can throw on them. They get after the quarterback, but you can throw out on them. Meanwhile, I've been talking all week about the Chargers giving up the most yards per carry in the NFL. Since 1959. Not 99, 59. Rob Vino joins us next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi, Series XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio and the 50,000 Watt Juggernaut. Let's do this thing as we continue to break down the wild card game to try to get as many different perspectives as we can. Rob Vino steps up and in. RobVinoSports.com, WagerTalk.com from Philadelphia, PA in the house. Rob, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, glad to be here, Gabe. Exciting weekend up ahead of a super wild card round. I mean, <laughs> we were just talking off air. If we live long enough, Gabe, we may see double super wild card round. I don't know. Keep adding teams here. It is a really, it is a wild, wild card weekend when you consider every single game is a rematch. And in some cases, it's the third time uh, that they're playing. So listen, Rob, we'll get right down to business. You and I uh, both like to bet on overs, and we cash the over in the national championship game, although there was a little, you know, a couple of sweats uh, along the way. But... I'm thinking about the under in his first game here with with Seattle and San Francisco. They played twice this year. It got to 34 points exactly in both both results, right? So uh, we had a 21-13 game and we had the uh, the 27-7 game earlier in the year. So they just played, man, on December the 15th, and it was 21-13. You know, they're expecting windy conditions. We're expecting heavy rain, or at least it's you know before the game. Reports are it's going to slow down as the game starts. But I don't really care if they're playing in the sunshine. I'm not really sure they get to 43 points either way in this matchup. What's your take on this uh, Seahawk 49er game? Yeah, I think the weather's important here, Gabe, and I'm with you on under. Um, obviously, this type of weather. And just general theory, general thinking, watching enough football, it favors trench play, right? And trench play on both sides belongs to the 49ers. You would think the 49ers, if you're dealing with the side in this game, have a huge advantage if it's wet, if it's windy. Um, That field in particular, since they built that stadium, you know, in the very beginning, we saw that thing ripped up and replanted and ripped up again and replanted again. So it's not the most secure of grass fields could be a little bit troublesome. If it were on a dry track, Gabe, I have to be honest with you, I might have looked the other way at this price, thinking that Seattle, um, after two times around, can find some openings in the passing game uh, against San Francisco. But in this type of weather, I can't look any other direction total-wise other than under. It would have to take, um, you know, quite a few turnovers, in opposition territory, leading to short field drives and whatnot to probably get an over here. I don't think you're going to get six-plus touchdowns in a game on a field like this, especially, as you mentioned, the matchup has breeded two unders, you know, eight points under this total already so far this season. Number's only going to come down, in my estimation, so if you like it under, get it tonight, get it now, because by the time this thing kicks off, you're probably looking at 40-and-a-half once every public better gets wind of the weather. And we have two football teams who are going to be looking to establish uh, the run. And as you listen, man, Pete Carroll has matched up well, and he's had some he's had he's had some answers uh, for for what Mike uh, Mike Shanahan's son Kyle has dealt uh, for him. And you know he's eight and four straight up. And listen, he was eight and two uh, before losing the the both games this year. But with all that being stated. That's why I think that San Francisco is going to rely on their talent on both sides of the uh, of the football in the trenches, a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey. But what about the point spread uh, here, Rob? What's your opinion on the side of this game? Well, it's hard. And I was asked this question um, on an earlier show today, Gabe, of the three matchups, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, Baltimore, San Francisco, Seattle, which one of those three do you think – if you had to, you know, the proverbial gun to your head, which one do you think could go wrong for the overwhelming favorite? And with weather conditions, anything could go wrong, right? So perhaps Seattle has an outside shot here. It's a third time, as we've mentioned, seeing this particular team, and maybe they come up with some answers. I just don't know that they're strong enough um, on both sides of the football to match up with San Francisco as the game wears on for 60 minutes. So I would probably side with San Francisco here. They're not a team in recent memory to run up scores, to run up big margins, but yet they're finding their way to 30 points an awful lot with Brock Purdy at quarterback as of late. So I think they're probably capable of winning by 10. If I was to bet side, I'd probably bet San Francisco, but um, I'd rather stick with the total and maybe take the under. 
I'll tell you what, for you prop players out there, George Kittle is plus 155 to score a touchdown. He scored seven touchdowns since Brock Purdy has become the quarterback. Uh, that's his guy. And so that's a great price. He scored a touchdown. And, yeah, guys, he scored a touchdown in four straight games as well. So Kittle, like, that, like I said, when Purdy throws the football, he's looking to Kittle first. So Kittle at plus 155 to score an anytime touchdown is definitely a bet. And I'm not opposed to, and I think this is great odds, George Kittle. First touchdown of the game, eight to one. Christian McCaffrey first touchdown of the game is plus four ten, and uh, Kittle is plus eight hundred. Not to disrespect Samuel, but you could take the both both these plays and and win money. And Debo Samuel is actually eight to one as well. And I'll tell you what, Rob, the modern gambler. They don't even care who's going to win the game, man. There was a game this year in which FanDuel stated that they had more action on Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown than they did on the side or total. Can you believe that? That's the modern era we're in, bro. You know what? I keep being told that by colleagues of mine, and, you know, it's hard. I'm to, dead uh, serious. I'm dead serious. Like, I tell handicappers, you should do more props. That's what That's what people care about, actually. Yeah, and it's hard for somebody like me to digest, but I've ventured into that world, Gabe. I mean, you have to move with the times, and I have ventured into that world. I had somebody tell me today that there's a rushing yardage prop on Debo Samuel of over under 14 and a half, and I would be inclined to play that over 14 and a half rushing yards with Samuel. He could get that on one pop on an end around. I'm sure that if they stick to the ground here, at least try to be ground-oriented, that he'll get more than one attempt at rushing the football. Rob, I'm, I'm very, very curious. I was looking forward to your take on the Charger and the Jag game. Let's start off with the total here because a lot of people, almost everybody I talk to, says in what should be a high-scoring game, projected to be a high-scoring game. They, you know, expecting a track meet. And I'm thinking, you know, Doug Peterson, Amanda, you know well. I'm thinking that he knows. Listen, if I know that the San, that, 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 that the Chargers, all right, I nearly call them San Diego, my bad. I know that the Chargers have given up more yards per rush attempt than any football team since 1959. I mean, Rob, it's unheard of. They're giving up 5.42 yards a clip, bro. Like, if I know this, Doug Peterson knows this. So I And I don't think the Jags want to get into a track meet with Herbert and company, even without Mike Williams on the field. I think the Jags are going to play smash mouth football. What's your take on this total? Am I wrong? Am I seeing this wrong? That I don't see this as a as a clear, you know, clean cut shootout? What's your opinion? I think knowing what I know of Doug Peterson, his years here in Philadelphia, Gabe, where the fan base and the media base used to scream at him to run the football, run the football. He just refused to run the football. I think he's come full circle on the running game. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he'll go heavy ground like 60 40 percent play calling but i think he'll use it to set up pass i think he'll use it keep the pass rush off of his quarterback um if you're going to play over here your main concern is the pass rush on both sides right i mean san diego i just did it too excuse me la chargers um it's a good point. So, in other words, Rob, we should be betting the over sack prop in this game because both quarterbacks are going to be hitting the turf a couple of times. Let's be real. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the playbooks on both sides sort of have stuff that negates pass rush, right? I mean, Peterson's a great screen um, play caller, and we've seen Etienne become a huge part in the passing game, and we know Eckler's a huge part on the other side. So, I think both coaches know how to negate pass rush enough here to not have their quarterbacks eating turf the entire game. But another avenue to that is using the run game on both sides. Jacksonville allows 4.2 a carry as well, so there are no great shakes on the on the ground. I came full circle on this game, Gabe. On, on Monday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon, I was on a show and I was all in on the under because I thought Jacksonville's pass rush is a bit overrated due to who they played the last three weeks. I mean, I won't list the quarterbacks they've played, but the who's who of garbage that they've played and dominated. And when they played good quarterbacks, good passing teams within the last eight weeks, KC, Detroit, and Dallas, those three teams combined to go 80 of 106. 70 yeah, they carved them up in the air. I know. Absolutely. And we think Kerr Herbert can do the same here. That's the problem. And listen, Rob, we're up against it, but exactly, and we'll, we'll hit this on the other side, but that's exactly the problem there with me as well, that they can both sort of, they're both good at doing what their, the opposing team's weakness is, actually. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger match for class continues, as does the countdown to kickoff. I am Gable Marenzi, the Pips, the Blairs, the Hustlers, the Rapinos, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our individual affiliates. 97.1 The Freak, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, in the house. Cowboys and Buccaneers on Monday. So, uh, Rob, let's wrap up this uh, this Jacksonville and Charger game. You said you've come around. You were leaning with the under earlier in the week, but now you're kind of gun shy. You're looking uh, and leaning with the over. So, uh, did you decide to pull the trigger? And what about the side of this game? Because I've been saying all week, man. Anytime you flip flop with things and bets, then you know it's not really a good bet, probably, right? And if you're not convinced and you're not sure, then it's not a great bet. But I've sort of talked myself into taking the Jags plus the two and a half. Um, yeah, you know what? I kind of like the other side in this instance. Um, the West Coast to East Coast travel doesn't matter here. It's a night game, but if you wanted to use that as a um, handicapping angle for Jacksonville, the Chargers actually are three and zero against the spread coming into the Eastern Time Zone this year. Won all three games straight up. They're not a team that wins by a huge margin, but at two and a half, win by a field goal. I think they're probably the better team when push comes to shove. Real quick, back to the total here, Gabe, and I'll make it short. <clears throat> You know, I could examine the Jag defense and say that they've built their nice numbers and their sack numbers on bad passing offenses, but the same goes for the L.A. Chargers. I mean, they played Tennessee, the Colts with Nick Foles, the Rams with Baker Mayfield, the Broncos last week in a game that they really didn't care too much about, even though they played starters. They haven't played but two passing offenses inside the top ten all season long. Two times they played Kansas City, one time they played Jacksonville. And if I go back to the first game here, that game hit 48 points with Justin Herbert trotting around on cracked ribs, no offensive line in front of him, only one wide receiver, um, a defensive line that lost Joey Bosa in that game. A whole host of injuries led to a 38-10 to score. If that game can get to 48, I'm pretty sure this one can. So I, I like the Chargers. I like the total over as well here. Rob Vino, RobVinoSports.com, kicking it with us, WagerTalk.com. Let's uh, slide into Sunday's action, my Buffalo Bills. And uh, for everybody tuning in, I will be on live with the man himself, Scotty Farrell. How can I be the man when you're the man? Uh, me and Scotty Farrell will be kicking it live at 1 o'clock Eastern. We've been doing, me and Scotty have been on every week uh, together, with the exception I went to the Raider Colt game earlier this year. And, he, you know, I've been on every week except if I'm out of game. There's been a couple of times I've been on the road at games or, you know, like I said, I was at the Raider Colt game. Um, and I wasn't on when it was New Year's Day because I did the Michigan game. But, yeah, me and Scotty Farrell are going to be on live during this uh, Dolphins and Bills game. Skyler Thompson will be the starting quarterback, of course, for the Fish. Getting 13.5, and a half here, Rob. What's your opinion on this one? Yeah, I won't waste a lot of time in this segment on this game. I mean, it's <laughs> You're circling <laughs> the wagons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only is it Skyler Thompson, but take a look at that offensive line he's going to operate behind. It's terrible. And um, Buffalo's a real good first-half team. I would assume that if they get out quick, Miami can't chase. They're just in no in no physical shape personnel-wise. It's probably the worst they've been as far as being banged up all season long, especially offensively. And I think we said it last week, Gabe, it would appear that most of the NFL has figured out this Mike McDaniel offense. And I'm sure Buffalo now seeing it for the third time 
and keep it pretty quiet here. So uh, Buffalo in any way, shape, or form you think, whether it be team total over the 28-and-a-half, whether it be Buffalo first-half side, whether it be Buffalo full-game side, I just think they're the right side here. And um, somebody mentioned to me, Gabe, real quick, that they think they might have some let-up in them in the fourth quarter. But in the playoffs, let-up doesn't happen until you're up by four scores. So um, I don't see any problem playing Buffalo in this game. No, I agree with you, and I don't think they will. Um, as you say, they'll let up when it's 38-10, right? Yeah, they'll let up when it's 38-10 with nine minutes left. I think they put the pedal to the metal. Now's not the time to start turning the switch on and off, and I think winning teams get that. So let's let's go into this giant Viking game, very similar to the Charger game in which this is the one that people have opinions on both sides. They played, obviously, what, you know, a month ago. And it was 27-24. The Vikings won the football game. Actually, just quickly on the Dolphins-Bills, what about that total at 43-and-a-half? Because you figure the Bills will probably get to 35 or so. Can, can you know, I, I'm, I'm coming back to like 38-13 or something like that. Do you think we can get there or are you going to stay away? It's pretty low when you consider how potent Buffalo's offense is. If they dial it up and they just keep this thing going, not to mention if Thompson turns the ball over or there's short fields because there's three and outs and, and, you know, in deep in Dolphin territory, can we get to 43 and a half? Weather's not going to be a factor. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's low enough to where, I mean, I'm somebody who likes Buffalo team total over 28 and a half, right? So I'm under the assumption that they'll get to 31. If they get to 31, I need 13 on the other side. And it's no guarantee that Buffalo stops at 31, right? You were mentioning 38. That's well within the realm, 34, 35, those numbers, which makes it only 10 necessary from Miami. If they stick something in late, um, that helps as well. So at that price, Gabe, I couldn't see playing under 43 and a half. I just think that number is a little too low. So the Giants and Vikings skull put up 51 last time they played. There's not a lot of love, obviously, in the marketplace for the Vikings. There's not a lot of love on social media. There's not a lot, lot of love in the media on national television for the Minnesota Vikings. They are 13 and 14. They're 8 and 1 straight up on their home field. The only loss was to the Dallas Cowboys. They do have some impressive wins on their resume this year, but you know that point differential catches people's eye in which they're minus three somehow. <laughs> like they're they, right. they're thirteen and four, but they're minus three. But I'll tell you what, the Giants are a nine seven and one football team who happen to be uh, you know minus six point differential on the season. And if you look at the Giants, a lot of that success, Rob, came earlier in the year. This is this is a team that has physically hit a wall. The Giants. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And we have some history to go on, right? Because they just played a couple of weeks ago. And it's funny, Gabe, you're never out of an over bet with the Vikings, right? Because the first game, it's 13 to 10 after the third quarter. And then they score 28 points in the fourth quarter. Game winds up hitting 51 and getting over. Daniel Jones, 30 of 42 for 334. Kirk Cousins, 34 of 48 for 299 three touchdowns with no interceptions. I know there's been a lot made this week of the Minnesota offensive line and the injuries that exist, but I think they're going to get their center Bradbury back for this one. So maybe it'll only be one key injury along the front. Um, You know, Martindale loves to blitz them and cousins knew it was coming the first time and pretty much shredded them, but it was still a 61 yard field goal at the end of the game to win that one only by three. One thing I'll say about this game, Gabe, is that the Giants are like the two-team teaser darling this week because Minnesota's got 11 wins. They're all yeah. by one score. People are teasing the Giants up to plus nine, nine and a half, ten, whatever you choose, six, six and a half or seven, um, figuring I'll just sit back. They're not going to lose by two scores. And I can't say that I disagree with that theory either. You know, when I played a 10-point teaser earlier in the week, I got the Vikings plus seven. Because <laughs> 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 I, I, Vi- I figure if the Vikings lose, it'll be on a last-second field goal or something, right? So at least I'm going to have a little protection. <clears throat> What do you? Yeah, what about the total here? We should be able to get there. The numbers you just rattle off—is this going to be any different? It's over or nothing, right? It's got to be with Minnesota because as quick as they can score them, they give them back up. You know, and like they're the yeah. highest scoring fourth quarter team in the NFL this year, average per game wise. So you know, you get something out of them late, and the defense, like I say, gives it right back. So um, I, you, it's too hard to sit there, Gabe, and worry about an under with the Vikings because, as I just mentioned. 
there's only 23 points scored after three quarters here the first time, and then all heck breaks loose in the fourth quarter. That could happen in any of the four quarters here um, this coming Sunday. There's been so much talk about Lamar Jackson this week. People really haven't really talked about the fact that, oh, yeah, by the way, Tyler Huntley's a game-time decision right now for them. I'm surprised the marketplace is reacting the way. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know if there was a massive buyback when it finally got up to 10, but... You know, it opened a five and a half, but Lamar's not playing. And now, you know, it's it comes down to Tyler Huntley. He's, quote, a game-time decision, according to the, the Baltimore Ravens. It could be uh, Anthony Brown at quarterback. And Cincinnati, this team's been on a roll. What do you make of this matchup at eight and a half? And I tell you what, we've only got about two minutes, so we'll hit this one and then uh, the Monday nighter. But what's your take? Well, real quick, I'll say I like Cincinnati game. We just saw the game last week, and as tight as Baltimore played it, it still ended up 11-point difference, 27-16 Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati gets to come right back on their home field, seeing what they saw out of Baltimore last week, likely be the same defense they see this week. I don't see how this game stays within eight and a half points, even if um, they wind up getting Huntley at quarterback. But Baltimore, what I said about Minnesota real quick, being the highest scoring team in the fourth quarter, Baltimore is in the bottom six in points scored in the fourth quarter, and they're in the bottom five in the NFL in points allowed in the fourth quarter. Just not a really good fourth quarter team. So the ability to stretch it out margin-wise here could exist for Cincinnati. And the Monday nighter. We went and saved the best for last, so to speak. Or it might be. Uh, man, I, uh, Dallas, people in Dallas are nervous. Cowboy Nation is nervous. Cowboy fans are nervous about this game. Can't find anybody that wants to take them. I've called Tom Brady the boogeyman uh, this week because that's, you know, everybody's like, wow, you know, it's like he's, you know, they're just scared of going into the den, so to speak, with Tom Brady there. Brady, of course, famously is 7-0 and all-time in his career against the Dallas Cowboys. We've got uh, one minute left, Mr. Rob Vino. What's your opinion on the Monday Nighter right now? Man, let me turn the tables and ask you real quick, Gabe, because I see Brady um, incrementally getting more and more rapport with these wide receivers. All of a sudden, these passes are connecting. I'm so inclined to play over 45 and a half here because I just don't think that the Dallas six-point bust against Washington last week exists this week as well. But, um, you know, we're kind of common spirits in these total plays. You think this thing can get over? My gut's saying under. My gut's saying under. Like, squeezes right under. 24-21 type thing. 23-20. Yeah. It, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Be good field conditions. I do think that Dallas will play much better than last week. And then Prescott's getting blamed for a lot of things that aren't his fault. Some of it is. Some of it isn't. Um, but I do see Brady getting better each and every week. And if I had to pick a side, I wouldn't be on Dallas. Ooh, he just want to say that wouldn't be on Dallas, which means he likes the box. All right, Rob, we'll see who's playing the Eagles next week. Rob Vino, wagertalk.com. Uh, RobVinoSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at RobVinoSports. Always a pleasure. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Let's roll. It's a Friday Night Freak Show. This is Portrait. I am Gabriel Maranci. The pitch, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bus, and everyone else in between. Thanks to Rob Vino for kicking with us. All right, countdown to kickoff is on. It's getting real right now. We've all heard about Tom Brady being 7-0 in his career against the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady can still... Listen, Tom Brady is still dangerous, but... The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really do have issues. Like, the only reason the Dallas Cowboys lose this game is if the Cowboys get in their own heads. And I don't have a problem with Mike McCarthy. I, you know, once, once you become a punchline and you become a social media thing or a gif or a meme or whatever, people just don't let it go. But, oh, and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy what? They're 24 and 10 under Mike McCarthy. What the hell do you want them to do? Like, coaches can put you in a position to win. Listen, we can question the Dallas Cowboy play calling at times, but that's Kellen Moore, and to me, that's the concern. You know, this is on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott makes a lot of money, and you can't just make a lot of money just to be a regular season warrior. You can't just make a lot of money and beat up on the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving or whatever, right? And think, okay, I make $45 million or whatever, and, like, if you want to be paid like an an elite player, and... I know, like I said, it's low-hanging fruit, and the media falls for this stuff. Like, the media talk, oh, what if the Chargers? Yeah, when did the Spanos ever spent $12 million uh, on a coach per year? Come on, man. Right? Oh, oh, Mike McCarty get fired? No. I'm telling you right now, if they don't win this game, Dak Prescott's going to be the one. And I'm not saying they're going to trade him, and you know what I'm saying? But Jerry Jones will be disappointed in Dak Prescott more than anybody. You know, we're not even asking Dak to win a Super Bowl. Yes, it's Tom Brady. He's 46 years old, man. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won eight games this year in the worst division in football. Like, you know, it's... Was it the worst? I guess not. Man, we don't know. The, the Both Souths were bad. The AFC South was pretty bad, too. But you get where I'm going with this. Because we have time to get to that game. That game's on Monday. So... This is sort of our final say before the playoffs start, and the numbers are going to move, right? So as far as the futures are concerned, we talked about um, exact final. Let's start off with the conference uh, conference final. All right, so basically all we need to do is pick the teams that are going to play in the conference championship game. Let's start off in the NFC. I know it sounds obvious, but the way this thing plays out, I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to beat. Long story short, listen, man, the Viking Giant. The the, the it depends how it plays out, but the Vikings are going to beat the Giants, and then they would go to San Francisco. All right, Dallas, Dallas, and Tampa are the four seeds, so they they would play Philadelphia. I don't think Tampa could beat Philadelphia. I do think that Dallas just it's a division rival and stuff, but. You know, we'll cut to the chase. I like Philadelphia and San Francisco to play in the NFC Conference Championship game. It's not a hot take, all right? Everybody does. But it's a correct take, and the public is right sometimes. This whole square, oh, the squares versus the sharps. and say, Well, whatever, man. The squares win a lot, too. <laughs> so um, you're getting plus 135, plus 140. We talked about this this matchup earlier in the week, and it was plus 140. It's plus 135 right now. Still, that's not bad. Plus 135. Philadelphia, San Francisco. You, know, you cash that, and then you have money to play when, when it gets to the NFC Conference Championship game. But that's what I think the NFC Conference Championship game is going to be. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm getting plus 135 for that. I, you know, I approve. I'm going to bet it. I'm just thinking, listen, I have a lot of money on this. You know, it's the playoffs. You want to end with a bang. You want to win, but just get it right. For me, whatever. I was thinking about putting like a nickel on this, but even now I'm like, I don't know. I don't need to put that much, right? 
how much is this going to cost to get to a thousand dollars to get a thousand back? Or you know what? I'll put two fifty on this. Two fifty Philadelphia, San Francisco, maybe a nickel actually. Yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, let's go a nickel. Let's go a nickel on it. I have to log in. Where's my phone and stuff? I get geo blocked and all this type of crap when I try to do the uh, parlay, the math here. <laughs> so, um, so a lot. Anyways, I like Philadelphia and San Francisco. I've been meaning to go into one of these Apple stores for like a while now. I think, you know, I've been talking about it. I would be like the first person in the history of the world, I think, to do it. But I want to bring the actual laptops in to the store, have them log on. I'm going to log on into the Internet in front of them. I'm going to say, why is this telling me I'm not in the right location? I want to find out once and for all whether it's them or like what. And I know it's them, but I just want to get to the bottom of this somehow. But it's really annoying. I don't like, you know, I've gotten used to betting on the phone. The phone's too small, right? You got to, you know what I mean? The phone's small and stuff like that. I've always been a computer better. You know, it's like a, you got to, and they don't want you betting on the computer. And I wondered why. I was wondering why. I'm like, why the hell are they making it so hard to bet on laptops now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I can sit here with a cell phone and, and bet at a bunch of sports books. But if I log in, like, I'm sitting right here in the same chair. So, literally, I have a computer right beside me. And I'm sitting here in the same chair. And the same sports book will let me bet on my phone. But it won't let me bet on the computer. It blocks me on a computer. I'm in the same spot, jackass. Right? So, I don't, I don't really get your, you know, your, your, your point here. But what it is, it turns out, I guess, the computers are... Um, the computers are tougher for them to figure out where you actually are with the geo block. So they, they, they discourage it. Like their apps don't even work online. Like they're basically pushing. Like I've noticed it and I thought I was crazy. I was like, why would they? I didn't get it. I was like, why would they push betting? What do they care if you bet on your laptop or not? Right? These sports books spend so much money advertising. They, they, you, know, you should take as many bets as you can on any f- platform and format that you can. But they want to. But it's the government regulations and stuff. And people are good at like the VPN and all this type of stuff. People are good at like tricking, like you know, the you know, the laptop. You can trick them more than the cell phone, I guess. That's why. Dave Sharapan, who's worked in this sportsbook industry for a long time, actually explained on, on Game Time Decisions the other night. Because we were like, why the hell with the laptops? And why does it let you on the phone? And he explained that the, the they don't like the laptops and they're forced, you know, whatever, with the geo block and stuff, that the future, everything will be on the phone only. It is what it is. You got to deal with it. But I just would have liked to punch this in and quickly calculate what it was going to pay. I guess like, yeah, give me a second, I'll do it. But um, AFC is AFC to me is pretty clear as well. Like just for the record too. So uh, we got JP here in for Matthias uh, tonight, and uh, I don't know if you're busy, JP. A lot of stuff going on in the booth right now in New York, but. Um, Philadelphia, San Francisco. Is that your pick? Do you agree with that NFC Conference Championship game? Philadelphia yeah, hosts San Francisco, right? Yeah, plus 135. It's a good bet. But what would you say? Like, what's the other option? You know what I mean? Like, basically, look. Let, so Dallas, Tampa go to Philadelphia next week. And then Minnesota or New York play. will end up playing San Francisco. San Francisco's not losing that game to either Minnesota or New York. They're going to win. Like, San Francisco are going to Philadelphia, unless Philadelphia lose, not San Francisco. But it doesn't, like, if there was a second option, what? Philadelphia versus Minnesota, 6-1. to one. Philadelphia versus Tampa is 12-1. to one. Philadelphia versus Dallas is 8-1. to one. Philadelphia versus the Giants is 35-1. to one. San Francisco versus Tampa. Do you have a second, like, option? You'd say, well, you know what, maybe it could be that. Because I really don't. I'm just looking. I'm like, no, it's Philadelphia, San Francisco. Yeah, it's hard outside of a real stretch to make an argument. The only other one I could really see is where the Cowboys get there, but even that's just a stretch with the way they've been playing and Dak's been throwing the ball to the defense like crazy. Yeah, you know what I think, though? He's got it out of his system a bit. It's almost weird. The Cowboys, I agree in the sense that the Cowboys, if the Cowboys beat the Bucks, they're suddenly confident and dangerous. You know what I mean? 
and they know the Eagles. Like anytime it's a division rival, they, they you know they they beat them. I don't want to hear that Jalen Hurts wasn't there. Whatever. Cooper Rush played in the other game. Like if I'm if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, and we talked about this with RJ Ochoa blogging with the boys the other night. If I'm the Cowboys, I want no part of the Niners. I would much rather play the Philadelphia Eagles than the San Francisco. Like you know, you know what you're getting at least. They're your division rival. You know their playbook inside out. You know their players inside out. You know everything. It's a man to man, just street fight, street game, right? Um, it's a sandlot game. You know, you start getting into other teams and stuff. It's just it's different. And San Francisco are low. I think San Francisco are tougher almost than Philadelphia. Philadelphia are good. The the AFC, where there's been so much talk about this neutral site potential game, Kansas City and Buffalo, you got to feel that it's probably going to happen. Yet, the AFC is a lot harder than the NFC. So it would not be a shock if the Buffalo Bills do not get there. Uh, listen, I've been a lifelong Buffalo Bill fan. Like, seriously, that's a long time. Like, I go back to the O.J. Simpson, Joe Ferguson days and the electric company and stuff. So, I've been through a lot of, you know, a lot of disappointment. We came close a bunch of times, four straight Super Bowls. <laughs> Trust me, it's been torturous as a lifelong Bills fan. And people just sort of assume now that this is their year and it's going to happen. It's, it's always their year, whatever. It's been their year a lot of times. And they haven't won. Like, I, it's tough. They're going to they're gonna beat the Dolphins. But the fact is, bro, the, the Bengals are good. And the Bengals are going to smash the Ravens and cover the spread against the Ravens. And it's going to be the, the Bills and the Bengals next week. And they're going to pick up where they left off, man, from the, you know, the, you can't make this up that these two teams play each other. And let's not forget, the Bengals went down the field easily and scored a touchdown against the Bills. All right? And then the Bills got the ball. They went down the field and they got stopped on, like, the seven or whatever. And they settled for a field goal. And then the Bengals got the ball and were marching down the field. They had a couple of big plays. They were at midfield, and then the uh, the Hamlin tragedy happened, which now it's turned out he's okay. I'm just stating, so for me, and the odds aren't as good here, the Kansas City Chiefs to play the Buffalo Bills is plus 110. So if you think that neutral game is actually going to happen in Atlanta, it's plus 110. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, that's the other option. That's how it's going to play out. But in a similar fashion, JP, to the Dallas Cowboys, if the Cowboys can get past the Bucks, which I think they will, if the Cowboys get past the Bucks, they match up with a team that they know they beat this year, and they're not scared of them at least, right? They're you know they're your neighbor, you know them. Same thing with the Chargers. The Chiefs are dangerous, but if there's sort of one team that has been a pain in, in the Chargers, uh, the the Chiefs has been the Chargers. Right, The Chargers seem to score on them, and it's close. The Chiefs usually win, but it's close. Like Put it this way, I guarantee you the Chiefs would rather play the Jags than the Chargers the following week. So yeah. maybe, yeah, like you said, maybe the Cowboys going to run. Maybe the Chargers are that outlier in the AFC, but I don't think so. So what's your pick for the AFC? Chiefs versus Bills or Chiefs versus Bengals? What you got? Give me the Jaguars in that championship game. Whoa! I don't even know who they could play because that would shatter the bracket. <laughs> hey, Jags versus Chiefs? He's saying Jags versus Chiefs? That's 20 to 1. 20 to 1. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shout out to everybody in our chat tonight. What up, Mick Aussie? IUD, our main man IUD in the house. Remy. Alexander in the Bay Area. LA in the house. Out of California, Vegas, West Coast. Niner fan, David McMahon. Uh, we got Bay Area. Like I said, a lot of California in the house here tonight. Shout out to everybody in San Diego, Los Angeles, and the Bay Area. Um, listen, the Mightier 1090 is a 50,000 watt powerhouse, the juggernaut. I don't know if it makes it all the way. It's Northern California. Woo. Right? But I tell you what. People have actually heard. Uh, they're like, man, you get the signal in Vancouver. In the state of Washington, they do and stuff. The old school 50,000 watt uh, station still powerful as hell. Uh, high guy is in Toronto. What's up, Toronto? In the six. All right. So I put a parlay together here. And this is just more for fun. But these are the picks that I like for every game. So I was sort of like, okay, what if we played every game and what does it come to? And this is what it is, okay? So this is if we actually ran the table here. But the thing is, we've added some totals as well. So San Francisco to win the game. San Francisco, Seattle, under 42.5. The Jacksonville Jaguars, plus 2.5 points. The Buffalo Bills to win the game. The Minnesota Vikings to win the game. The Cincinnati Bengals to win the game. The Dallas Cowboys to win the game. The Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under 45 and a half. It's not that crazy. You know what I mean? If we get, if we get every game and then, you know, the two totals, it turns into um, 33 to 1. Not bad. So you, you put $100 on that, it pays $3,368 for $100, what, yeah, $100 flyer. All right, we're going to be live with Scotty Farrell Sunday at 1 o'clock right here on the Grid Series XM Channel 159. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Rage for all of my weekend picks. Let's do this thing. Under night, you're on your own later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 